0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see the open your Bible at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We have been talking about the power of praying in the spirit and family. I really want to encourage you that when we take time like this in a subject, don't see it as studying the same subject week after week. Because every single day that I speak, every session, can stand on its own. Because we're developing around the concept, but each and every ingredient within it is vitally important. And so the same way, no matter what I teach, I'll be teaching on faith. Faith will show up somewhere. No matter what I teach on, you're going to find prayer there. Uh, The power of confession. You're going to find the aspect of worship. Uh, The very important foundation of honoring God in everything that we do and everything that we say and living the kingdom life. And so you understand that sometimes when we we move from subject to subject, the only reason is because at that moment, we're really looking at that in detail, but it's going to always be part of the big picture. And so sometimes what can happen is as we go on and we hear the same subject, we can sometimes well, you know, I've been there. My note's up to date. I got all the scriptures. No, listen always because there's always another word. There's always something God wants to bring to us. How many of you had that? You had sat in a whole hour's message, but it was just one sentence that transformed your life. That's happened to me many, many, many times. And so always be open for that. Always be listening for that. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 14 from the Amplified Version, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my mind is unproductive. There's no fruit and it helps nobody. Notice the Word of God says that we can pray in our local language, our English language, your home language, in that your mind can understand it, but you can also pray in the Spirit, which is an unknown tongue when we say unknown tongue we understand that there's different types of praying in the spirit or different types of speaking in the spirit because uh, you can speak like they heard in Acts chapter 2 they heard them speaking in their own dialect and there was a whole list of nations that they gave there and so those disciples didn't know those languages and yet they heard them in that language but there's also the unknown tongue, which no one understands. We see that in verse 2. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. So there is this way of speaking in tongues where no one will understand, it. not even the person that's delivering interpretation. Why? Because it's not for public consumption. It's you speaking to God, which is your prayer language. And that's what we're busy having a look at the moment, is that prayer language. We understand that the gifts of the Spirit of speaking in other tongues and different kinds of tongues, any believer could be used in that area, but it's not something that you just automatically use unless the Spirit wills. However, when you pray and you speak to God, that's as you will. That's as you desire. And that gift is for every believer. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and say, God, by His Spirit in me, has granted me as a gift the ability to speak His heavenly language in other tongues as I pray. And when I do pray in other tongues, I am praying the mysteries of God. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? You see, it's not about your own natural language. uh, That's why you don't think in tongues. You, you, you actually can't think in tongues because it's a—it's not the wording that's important. It's the fact that you release your spirit to breathe out words and unctions and sounds that come from the realm of the spirit. And so just by activating your voice and your words and your tongue and you speaking in other tongues, by doing that, the Holy Spirit flows through those sounds and puts into the atmosphere this where everyone can hear it and you can hear it because obviously using your vocal organs, but not only do you hear it and the people around you hear it, angels hear it. God hears it. And so when you speak those words, you are speaking as the Spirit gives you utterance. Hallelujah. And so verse 15, he says from the Amplified again, what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, by the Holy Spirit that is within me, and I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. And he goes on to say you can also do it with singing. So you understand you can sing in the Spirit, and you can sing in your natural language, and you can also pray in your natural language and pray in other tongues. Now, last time we had a look at how important it is when you pray. When you pray in other tongues, you are literally praying God's own words. It's Him giving you the words to pray, and then He will answer that prayer. And so that's why I said, you know, I take a lot of time to pray in tongues, that I don't spend much time in English. And I just wanted to make sure that I didn't leave the impression that it's not, therefore praying in English is not important. No, praying in your home language, your own dialect is also, is just as important. So when you pray in other tongues, you're praying the perfect will of God. Your intellect's not getting in the way. Our own doubt and unbelief's not getting in the way. Sometimes God will need to say something that goes through us that our mind might have have gone, what, I'm not even going to say that. Because, you know, something could be so huge, our own doubt and unbelief could stop that. But I want to overcome that and say, God, whatever you need prayed, pray it through me. And so that's where praying in tongues. That's why I spend a lot of time in tongues, so I don't have to bother about trying to figure it out. But praying in your own natural language is just as important because in praying your natural language, you are expressing your belief, your belief. Remember when uh, when the blind man came to Jesus and was calling on him, Jesus looked at him and said, what do you want? Because God cannot move outside of your will and desire. I said God will not move outside of your will and desire. It's only as you desire. He gives you the desires of your heart. Now you can ask Him for His desire to be your desire. And that's the key is that if you when you line up with God's will and desire and you express it, you're already in His will. It doesn't take much to get it done because God wants to do it anyway. The key that I'm saying here is that when you, until you express it, God is not able to move. Otherwise, he would just get everybody saved. The Bible says God would have that none should perish. He died to pay the price for all mankind. He, God, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so if God wanted everybody saved, he could have just done it this morning if he he wanted to do it that way. But he doesn't. He has to wait for you to call. When you call on it, you're saved so the same way he's paid for healing it's done it's finished on the cross it is done he bore every sickness he took every pain he bore away sorrow grief he took the whole deal anything under the curse well then how come all christians don't wake up healed because we need to call on it and so that's why it's important to pray in english as well or whatever your home language is because i'm expressing my belief in god father i believe this is your will I'm I'm telling you the desire of my heart. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I believe. Now, also what I will do is sometimes before I pray in English, I will first find out from God what He wants me to pray. You know, I want to make sure that if, if God wants me to pray something, what is it that you want in my life? What is it that you want to do? And when He tells me, then I express it in English so that I can decree it and stand in agreement with His Word, And then once I've done that, I've expressed the desires and the dreams of my heart. Then you pray in tongues and God can pray the perfect prayer to bring that thing to pass. Hallelujah. Say that. When I pray in my earthly language, I express my will and desire founded in the word of God, believing God, decreeing God's word. Then when I pray in the spirit, the Holy Spirit in me, prays the perfect will to bring that to pass in Jesus' name. And then he fulfills his own prayer. Come on, don't you think God will make sure his prayer is answered? <laughs> he's God. And if he says, If you pray this, I'll do it. And then you pray it, you think it's going to turn around? <laughs> Just kidding. That's not God. If he says pray it and you pray it, it's because he wants it done. And so the very fact that you prayed it means he's going to carry it out and bring it to pass. That so encourages me. Hallelujah. So we've been having a look at the various reasons for praying in the Spirit. How have you already, you know, if you just had one reason, you'd be fine. I mean, come on. How have you already praying in tongues? You're praying. Let me see your hand quickly. Praise God. Now, if you didn't raise your hand, please call one of the pastors, get a hold of the office. We we want to make sure that everybody is praying in other tongues because it's available for every believer. And so this is just to inspire us to look out. Maybe there's something I haven't thought about for a while. And I said, hang on, that's what I want to do as well. So number one, we saw that when you pray in other tongues, you unknowingly could be praying for your protection and the protection of your family provision that God wants to get in your life, for his plans to be carried out in your life. Number two, we also draw others to Christ. We understand that as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. And so you'll always know that a church is praying when you see it growing and expanding. A church that intercedes and knows how to pray in tongues will always grow bigger and bigger. Why? Because as you pray in other tongues, you are causing that God, not causing, well, you're causing in the realm of the Spirit, you're allowing God, God is saying, you pray this prayer for that person, then God is able to, on the basis of that prayer, go and remove the scales from that person's eyes, to remove the veil that they can see the gospel and place within them the desire and the faith needed to come to Jesus. That's good news. Number three, we can then also, once they're born again, pray for our disciples that they can continue to grow into maturity. And we had a look at all of those in detail already. So I do encourage you, if you missed any of the sessions, go back. They're all online and you can go and grab them and and listen to them. And in fact, even if you did hear them, is listen to them again and again. And we're going to have a look at uh, the. We ended off there in number three when pray for our disciples. We saw the last scripture there was one Thessalonians chapter five, verse sixteen, where he says, "Rejoice always." Everybody say, "Rejoice." What's rejoice? It means you've joyed already. Uh, rejoice. How you know the joy of the Lord is your strength? And so he says, yeah, rejoice." How often? Always, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, Rejoice, always pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. Lift your hand and say, Today, I'll make it a quality decision to never Quench the Holy Spirit. So, what's happening is that God will move in our hearts to pray. And I don't want to just put that off. If there's an unction to pray, pray. I don't want to silence anybody from praying in the Spirit. You need to pray in the Spirit. And that's something, you know, that's where I really, really, it concerns me when people will go to great lengths and do whole messages on talking about why talking in tongues is not for today. I think, do you understand what you're doing? Verse 19 says, do not quench the Spirit. I don't want to be the one silencing the Holy Spirit when He's the only way He speaks in the earth is through His church. Think about that. The only voice... That the Holy Spirit has is your voice as the church. So how else does God speak into the earth? It's through you and me as believers. So we're not going to quench the Holy Spirit. I said we're not going to quench the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times why people struggle and battle and are suffering from depression and hurting and feeling sad and depressed and and struggling and And just sometimes you get some people that are just angry all the time and just react badly. It's because of this. It's because of quenching the Spirit. Notice he says, rejoice always. Rejoice always. Even, doesn't it say, yeah, pray without ceasing in everything? In everything. What does in everything mean? Would that be within a pandemic as well? Now, you're not thanking God for it, but in it, you're giving thanks to God all the time. Does that include when someone loses their business? Would, would that be included in everything? Yeah, but I just lost my business. Well, it's time to thank God. I said it's time to thank You're not thanking God for losing the business. Why are you thanking God? Because a thief has been involved. And if a thief has been involved and he's been exposed... He has to restore sevenfold over. So now it's time to start rejoicing. I said it's now time to start rejoicing, not crying. Now's the time to start rejoicing. Hallelujah. Say amen. Are you ready for that kind of life? So what's another reason then for praying in the Spirit? This leads us to, come with me to Jude. Jude verse 17. Now, Jude is just one chapter. So, you know, people are waiting for Jude chapter 1. Well, he is only one. So, Jude verse 17. But you, say, but me. Say, bump your name. And say, Look, that's me right there. You're about to hear about me. Now tell them that's okay. You're about to hear about you too. You, beloved, say, I am highly beloved. Remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. Remember, he said, don't quench the Spirit. Well, if someone's quenching the Spirit, I don't care how much they love God and say they love God, if you're quenching the Spirit, well, then you don't have the Spirit. Now, the Spirit could be living within the person, but if they keep quenching it, then how are they going to live according to that? Of course, if someone's not born again, they don't have the Holy Spirit at all, which can be solved in an instant. Give your life to Jesus. Now, notice he says here that in the last days, there would be mockers and they would cause divisions. That's why I don't comment on social media. Uh, how many of you have noticed what a mess comments are in social media? I know in the early days when I first got it, I mean, I, you know, I, I tried once or twice, you know, you see somebody and they say something and it's like, the moment they say, it, hang on, there's three, four scriptures yeah. And I went to great lengths and took the word and said, the word says, and the word says, and you quote some verses. And then you can see for that in the next three or four or five comments, uh, things seem to settle down. But then next moment, it just wipes out again. And how many of you have ever gone? I mean, many of you might be on social media. I know this is news to many of you. You don't know this. But, but when you go and check on a, a post, you see, sometimes there's like 1,900 comments. There is no way someone goes and reads all of those. So, what's the point of even posting something? Because by the time 20 comments later, everybody's forgotten what you've just said. And really, no one is reading this, uh, the, the, the comment section to change their opinion. Everybody's shouting louder to hear their opinion. I mean, sometimes you might read an article and say, yes, well, praise God, that changed my mind. But most people don't want their mind changed. They want to say what they believe. And it doesn't matter what you say. That until someone's born again and sees the scripture for what God says it to be, you're never going to encourage them anywhere else. So preach the gospel, but don't argue with people, because that's what he says here. These are sensual persons causing divisions. They're trying to cause, they're trying to split. And the moment we start naming names, start getting into contradictions and and controversial discussions, it causes division, and that is not of God. I said that is not of God. I understand that not everybody who's born again, who teaches the Word of God, agrees with everything I say. That's okay. That's okay. I'm teaching according to the way I see it. Amen. So if somebody wants to believe a certain way and they don't believe that's for today or they don't believe in this, is, uh, is there rapture? Isn't there rapture? Is it post-trib, pre-trib, mid-trib? You know, you, you, you get into every discussion you want. I really don't care what you believe. I'm not saying that in a bad way because that's not bad salvation. No one can prove when Jesus is coming. I've tried it many times. They said, this date, that date. This is the new Antichrist. This is now the Antichrist. This is the guy. And, and, you know, and we've been through that for decades. Why split up on that? So even if you and I don't agree entirely on a subject, are you born again? Is Jesus your Lord? Do you call him Lord? No one can be born again and deny Christ. No one, anyone who denies Christ is not born again. If you claim in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can't do that except by the Spirit of God. And so, if someone's born again and says Jesus is their Lord and Savior, even if I don't agree entirely with their doctrine, we still brothers. We still brothers, and I'm not about to take you apart. Because I don't agree with your doctrine. What I will do is teach what I believe, and I'm open to other teaching. I will listen, I will li- read it, but I'm gonna stay with what I believe God is saying in the word. How do you say amen to that? And so he says, Yeah, don't be part of that. Instead, verse 20, but you say, but me, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Spirit, which is what? Defined by Paul is praying in other tongues. Praying in other tongues. You build yourself up by praying in other tongues, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. See, at the end of the day, it's about eternity. It's about souls. It's about getting people saved. It's getting people into the kingdom of God. And it's about me making sure that my relationship with God is right for my eternal life. If this, is not, this life is not yeah to argue about doctrine. This life, yeah, on this earth is about reconciling men to their fathers. Reconciling women to their father. Father. Amen. Let's get people saved. And so to stay focused. To stay sure. Yeah, he's talking about build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Say this. When I pray in other tongues, I build myself up. See, it encourages us. The more you pray in tongues, if you ever lost courage, listen, <laughs> whenever you sense sadness, depression, emptiness, whatever, start praying in tongues. Start praying in other tongues. Family God, when you start to feel down, depressed, you can't explain it. Haven't you ever had that? You just all of a sudden, you just can't explain. I don't know what I'm just crying today. <laughs> Come on, how do you know what I'm saying? What is that? That's not a time to take a tablet. Now, I'm not talking about something that's been medically diagnosed and, you know, even there we can discuss it. But, you know, we understand that sometimes it's necessary. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about suddenly you're depressed, sad. That's not even a time to call the pastor. Pastor, please pray for me. I'll pray for you, but until that's fixed inside you, Nothing's going to happen. It's not, I, I will pray for you. But you know, it says build yourself up. That's not the time to, 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 to invade the fridge. I'm just depressed eating. This is my eating to get myself better. Another pie is not going to solve your problem. Say amen. He says, Yeah, it's build yourself up. Just like your physical body gets hungry, it's saying, Feed me. What do you think hunger pangs are? It's your body saying, You haven't fed me for a while. We know how to answer that. What do we do? What happens when you feel thirsty? Your body's saying, I'm dehydrated. I need fluid. So what do you do? You drink. So when you feel empty, a loss of joy, I don't know why I'm so angry today. I'm just just biting people's heads. What is that? It is your spirit saying, I need edification. I need to be built up. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, look at verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Edifies himself. See, I, I can pray in tongues for you. That's so that you can be strengthened and grow and increase and the Holy Spirit can be formed in you, Christ in you. But the edification is your responsibility. That word edify in the original Greek talks about building like you build a house. You build a house. Now how you know to build a house, you need bricks. Let's talk about constructing. It's constructing. Build yourself up on your holy faith. Build yourself up by praying in other tongues. Now, We decide how much we want to be edified, just like drinking water. How long do you drink water? You've heard me say it before, until you're not thirsty anymore. So if I pray in tongues and I walk out and I'm still feeling down, I'm still feeling angry, I'm still feeling upset, I'm still feeling depressed, then I haven't prayed enough. You pray until joy returns, you pray until it doesn't matter what anybody says. You just can't get angry anymore. You pray, you edifying, you building yourself up. Look at verse 20 again of Jude. Jude verse 20. But you, beloved, build yourselves up how? On your most holy faith by praying in other tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now notice, he says, build yourself up. So to build a house, you need brick and mortar, right? So how do you build yourself up? On your most holy faith. Notice it says you build it up on your holy faith. So you can't pray in tongues to get faith. See, that's where people sometimes make a mistake. I've I've heard someone teach. There's different ways to get faith. One is, two is, and then they say three is praying in the Spirit. They use the Scripture. No, it's not what it says. You don't get faith. You pray yourself up on your most holy faith. Family of God, do yourself a favor. Search the Bible from cover to cover. You will only find one way faith comes. By hearing and hearing the Word of God. And faith is the substance. That's your brick and mortar. So if you're going to build yourself up on faith, that means you already have the faith. That faith came by hearing the word. Then praying in other tongues can only build yourself up to the extent of the faith you have. You see, how many of you know in your motor car you have a, what they call an alternator? And those that don't know what that is, it's a generator. So in your car, you have a battery. That battery is what supplies your car with electricity. You notice your car is not plugged into ESCOM. So you have a battery. So that, that when you get in to start your car, as you push the key or turn the key, you notice your engine immediately turns. Well, that's not the petrol because it wasn't running. There's an electric motor that turns that engine. So that electric motor turns because there's power in the battery, but if that battery was just standing there on its own, it would that that engine would use, that that electric motor would use some power. Then, of course, every time you use an indicator, that's power. When you use your radio, that's power. You put your lights on, that's power. How many realize if you keep using power, the battery's going to run out of power? So once it's run out of power, you can't start it. How many of you ever had that? some morning. you're "Mm, mm, mm, mm." Why? The battery ran out. Now, how do you stop that from happening? There's an alternator. So once the car starts, the engine takes over. The engine itself is the actual power of the car, that petrol. That's where the source of the power is, is in the petrol. And that petrol is what gives energy to that engine which transfers through the alternator and puts power back into the battery. And as long as the engine's running, power is put back in the battery and you don't even know your battery ran out of power or had power, you don't worry about what the battery looks like as long as when I hit the key, it turns. I don't care if it's at, you know, half full, three-quarter full, full full, I don't care as long as it turns. The key is the alternator by the power of that car that puts that power back into the battery. So faith comes by hearing. Remember in Jesus when the Bible Bible says when the woman with the issue of blood caught on his jacket, he stopped and said, who touched me? He said, what happened? Power flowed. So if power flowed out of him, it's gone. It's now in that woman. And she was healed. So what happened to Jesus? His battery was used. So now you go lay hands on someone else, battery's used. You believe God for a decision, battery used. You need to have you have God's voice, battery's used. And if we keep doing that and we keep living by faith, but we never replace the faith. We eventually run out of faith. We love God. You go to church, you tithe, you sing, but you're empty, and I don't know why I keep crying. Your faith battery is empty. That's why, if our faith battery is empty, you go to praying tongues. You go 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 Why? Power's gone. Come on now. Have you ever been there? You pray for two minutes. Only two minutes? Why? There's no faith. You build yourself up. In other words, you have to have faith to build on. Come on, family of God. If a farmer goes and plants an acre full of corn seed, how much harvest can he expect from it? Come. Don't be nervous. It's not a trick question. An acre full. Now, those who thought that's new, I didn't know that. Write it down. It's amazing what you learn in church. So you plant an acre full of corn, that farmer can expect an acre full of corn millies. Isn't that right? Now, if he only planted a handful of corn, can he expect a field full of millies? You only get what you planted. Family God, now you understand another reason why I say you need to spend more time in the Word. We spend so much time watching TV, reading other stuff, playing games, social media. We go check on everybody. But when was the last time we sat and listened through a message? When was the last time? Not last Sunday when you listened to me. I'm not even talking about Sunday because this is just a top-up. This is your boost. But this by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. (laughs) We, we, We have to fill up again. Fill up again, you need the word of God in you, every day, not just a quick little five minute Instagram or even an Instagram video one minute, I'm talking about that, taking time in the word, why? Because unless I got the ingredients of faith in me, and how does faith come? It's the only way, not just because you love God or listen to a gospel song, It's when I spend time reading, listening to another message. I can sit and listen to a motivational speaker. Sometimes people listen, you know, four, five, six, seven minutes, but that could have been spent in the gospel first. I enjoy playing computer games, but I make sure I've spent time in the word first. I want to get the word in me. Get the word in me. Why? Because only, you can only reap the amount of, You've sowed. So, the amount of word that you have in you, now you pray in the spirit. You fill yourself with the word, faith is implanted, and now when you pray in other tongues, you build yourself up. You're recharging your spirit, man, and you've been built up on the faith that you have. So, now that you have faith, and you pray in other tongues, then you build yourself up into where God needs you to be. Hallelujah. And so, family of God, we determine how much of the Word of God we've sown into our hearts. Now, when we pray in the Spirit, we raise up the faith according to the amount of Word that we've planted in our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So get this, I wish I had more faith. Number one, you fill up with it. Read the word, listen to the word. And then you say, but I've done that. Then, now, pray in other tongues. Because as you pray in tongues, you're recharging. You're recharging. And the more you pray in tongues, the more you charge up. And as you charge up, now that faith has built up into something, then you now, when you pray I mean, with Jesus, it was so tangible, people just had to touch him. (laughs) He was fully charged. So the moment they touched him, the power flowed. Come on, you getting a hold of this? Praise God. So next time you're feeling down, check out of wherever you are, Get out of the crowd, go somewhere quiet, and just begin to pray in other tongues. Amen. I don't feel like it. Okay, and then get to the word. Because now there's no faith to pray. If you don't feel like it, now it's time to get into the word. Fill yourself with the word of God. And once that word is that, we should be doing every day. Amen. If you don't keep filling up the car with petrol, even the petrol will run out. So think of that. Petrol is the word. Get the word into you, then the alternator's got something to work with to put power in the battery. Amen. Does that help? That, did you get what I'm saying? I hope it came across clear. Because I really want to encourage you, family. When I hear about Christians being sad and depressed or always angry, losing their temper, just anything's a moan and a complain, everything's a problem, it's because of this. But if we spend time with God, praying in the Spirit, we rejoice, full of life. No matter what happens, you can thank God because you're so charged up with His presence. Amen. Come on, give Jesus praise this morning. Let's stand together. Lift your hand to the Lord and say this with me. Today I've heard the Word of God. That word brought faith to my heart. And I am a believer, not a doubter. As a hearer of the word, I'm also a doer. And so today, I thank God for this powerful gift of being able to pray in other tongues. And as I've heard the word of God, I have faith substance in me. As I pray, I build myself up. I edify myself. I construct my life according to the bricks, the substance of faith that is in my heart. I am strengthened. I'm encouraged. I'm uplifted. I'm full of joy. I am happy. I love life. I love people. I'm strong, healthy, energetic, positive, full of the life of God, because I spend time praying in other tongues. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus praise.